0: Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Happy New Year and welcome to a new year of Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hello, everyone.
1: G'day, g'day, Kevin, Philip, Aloysius, Eugene, Hillier and your bag of bananas. I hope you're well (laughs) and I hope you're launching into 2023 with... Abandon.
0: Okay, confession time. Did I eat too much over Christmas? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I did do a lot of walking.
1: You we did, did a lot of shelling of prawns. It has to be said. Yeah, Standing at the the sink shelling, I believe two kilos of prawns, so which is no a, mean feat.
0: No, that's not. That's not a lot, really, because then I then ate a kilo and a half of them. So yeah. we had a lovely
1: yeah, summery yeah, lunch, nice. didn't we? Yeah, with nice. uh, with beautiful roasted uh, chicken breast with the skin on, and we also had a beautiful uh, Mexican uh, salad. Yes. And chocolate
0: cake. And nice ham, and uh, yeah, good prawns, and uh, a very nice Christmas, and uh, a very quiet, and reserved, and beachy New Year. Mm. Uh, and we're ready for 2023 and whatever it holds mm. in store.
1: Well, we know what it holds in store for this first uh, podcast of 2023. One of the most
0: fascinating men in Australian music in many ways, Reg Mombasa.
1: Yes, from Mental As Anything. Yeah. And he's a great pick for a guest for this podcast because Reg spends a heck of a lot of time in the kitchen. Mind you, it's not necessarily to cook.
0: no. Uh, in fact, it's got nothing to do with cooking <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, but uh, you'll know him through, as we mentioned, Metal Is Anything, one of the founding members of the Metals, yes. and, and, and the writer of many, of many of their, song, mm. their hit, big hit songs. Uh, but also well, these days he and his brother Pete, who was also in yes. uh, Metal Is Anything, uh, the O'Doherty Brothers. Um, yes, I know, his real name is Chris O'Doherty, <laughs> yeah. not Reginald Bassett. Uh, they, uh, they've they got a band called Doc Trumpet, which has been around uh. since uh, over 20 years now. And uh, Mambo, which Mambo. is which is what Ridge is, uh, you know, probably equally famous for, and probably made a hell of a lot more money out of.
1: Yeah, the designer <laughs> gear. Yeah, that is so popular.
0: Yeah, he's uh, he's a uh, an artist of uh, of great repute. So he's had yeah, he's, art.
1: he's very modest about it, though, yeah, isn't
0: it? He's had art shows, rock shows. <laughs> he's had yeah. everything. So now he does a food show. So we're <laughs> looking forward to that. And our food poll, I have to say, to kick off uh, twenty twenty three. Is is a very controversial one. A very a very cut and dry. There's no there's yes. no middle ground. Well, here. anything
1: that contains hairy, salty things is always going to be controversial.
0: Well, this program proves that. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> um, uh,
0: we're talking, of course, about Caesar salads. Mm. Uh, yes. Or no. Got to have it
1: with the anchovies. And there's no,
0: there's no middle ground with this one, nope. as you'll find out. But <laughs> let's uh, get to our guest, uh, which is, of course, who is, of course, not which, who is, of course, Reg Bombassa. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Welcome to the program. And was Christmas a good time for the for the family?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, no, it was great. We, we just went to a, a, a B&B at the beach and uh, there was eight of us, including uh, our uh, new granddaughter, who's two and a half. Old and like all my kids and their partners, so that was that was good
1: fun. And I did read, Reg, that the kitchen is actually your favourite room in the house, but not necessarily for cooking.
2: <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a, a great cook. I'm you know I can cook a few basic things. I sort of can't really be bothered making fancy recipes and stuff like that. So you know, I mean, and often we just you know, just buy buy you know a, a takeaway um, um, you know schnitzel from the local. And green glasses, or or the or something like that, and just heat it up. That, that's pretty lazy.
1: So, why then is the kitchen your favourite place in the house?
2: Oh well, because I, I, I do a lot of um, um, I do. A, I play the guitar there, you know, and record ideas for songs onto an iPad, and pretty much in the kitchen. And um, and I do a, I do a bit of drawing there too. I mean, I've also got. I've got a. Studio and the roof, which I um, also go up
0: to, but I do it there of stuff in the kitchen. Have you ever written one of the you know the, the famous songs that you, you're well known for in the kitchen that you can remember?
2: Oh yeah, no, I would have would have written um, heaps of songs
0: there. Actually, probably probably most of them. You're obviously having a terrific time at the moment uh, with your brother uh, and and the band that you've got together that you've had together now since uh, the uh, or the late part of the 90s, uh, Dog Trumpet, uh, very different to the Mentals
2: yeah i guess it is i mean some of the some of the songs that you know we've peter and i probably wrote about half the songs on the mental albums and, and singles um, and some of them are kind of similar i mean some of a couple of the metal songs we we still play with dog trump
1: going to say um reg for people not familiar with uh with the the background story I mean you came here from New Zealand as a young man yes. and you you've since coming here you you've virtually made a living out of doing the two things that you love which is art and and music tell us what, what how you adapted when you first came from New Zealand and how did you get on the road to to art school and then forming the mentals
2: uh, well I, well I mean I did I sort of worked on and off for a you know, a few years, you know, part time and full time as as a bit of labourer and a house painter and uh, train loader and stuff like that, you know. But but as soon as I got here, I, I you know, I pretty much went to went to art school for two years and found it a little bit boring because we were at sort of suburban Texas. So I really wanted to go to East Sydney because that to me looked like a proper art school. But you had to. do. it, it was a, a five year course then. I did the, I did the initial two years. Then I left. Two or three years and just worked and you know played in bands and stuff and then um, and then when the Whittleman government came in I went back to art school because they they brought in a, um, I think it was forty three dollars a week student allowance which is about the same as I was earning working at the railways at night loading trains so um, so I, I went back and that's where I met the mentals
1: So I mean when you met uh, your fellow bandmates in art school and, and you formed the mentals was, was there ever any uh, intention or or could you see into the crystal ball that things were going to end up as massive as they did
2: <laughs> No not at all no when we you know we just I, I think our initial amb- ambition was
0: Was there a moment, Reg, when you thought, "Oh, hang on, this is actually getting a bit serious, and we are going to be able to make a living out of this and, and continue to do the things that we love"? Was there was there one moment where you know you either appeared or on a TV show or you heard your song on the radio that that made it all click?
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess when because our first single was um, "The Nets Are Getting Bigger" and that, that 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 sort of became wasn't like a huge hit. I think it got to number sixteen or something in the top forty, but that that was enough. To uh, enable us to start touring you know, nationally, and we got a got a manager. So it was around that time that you know that that Nips came out, and, and the first it was on a independent, you know, regular records um, EP at first, and then it was we released um,
0: when we got a you know, record record contract. Now, did Paul Keating manage you in the very early days of your career? Is that was that you guys?
2: <laughs> no, no, that's uh, that's not, no. He, he managed a band called the Ramrod.
0: That's right. Yeah.
2: But no, no, he didn't. I mean, he opened one of our art shows, and so and Goth Whitlam opened another one. So we, we we did have that slight
1: connection with him. When you're playing in a successful band, Reg, and you do spend a lot of time together, especially on on the road, you started out as mates. But how um, how challenging is it spending so much time together? And are there times where you just want to have a break from one another?
2: Oh yeah, um, yeah. It can, I mean, it can be challenging. I mean, we we sort of got on fairly well because. Probably because we were art students, so we had that interest in
0: art uh, in common. Now, while we're talking about food and the connection between the mentals and food, the, the famous story about Greedy Smith and, and the nickname um, coming from <laughs> his consumption of dim sims—I think it was, <laughs> wasn't it?
2: No, it was uh, no. I gave him that name, um, much to the annoyance of his mother and and his uh, wife at the time. But, um, slightly insulting, no? No, he, he ate about fifteen pieces of. Um, Kentucky Fried Chicken. We were playing at an art student barbecue, and oh. that was part of our pay. Was a big family bucket of KFC, and you know he had a good appetite. And we we noticed that he was eating a fair bit, so we counted the pieces, and then uh, that's when I gave him the name um, Grady Smith.
1: <laughs> and it's kind of kind of <laughs> stuck. You uh, you've described Grady um, Reg as probably one of the most cheerful and and positive people you've you've ever met in your life. How um, how did his passing impact you?
2: Uh, oh, oh, I was, I mean, I was obviously shocked by it because we all thought, you know, he would probably li- live the longest out of the bank because he wasn't, you know, he was fairly disciplined. He was, I mean, you know, he enjoyed a drink and that, but he wasn't a big partier, you know, and he was, he sort of looked after himself reasonably. Oh, he used to he used to run and do stuff like that, so it was, it was a bit, of, it was a shock, yeah. It was, it was definitely
1: unexpected. Talk about, um... Muso's uh, uh, on the road or touring, and and, and I guess um, there it is difficult to uh, to make healthy food choices. You just referred to the uh, the <laughs> KFC bucket. Um, yes. what, in terms of, of food and, and lifestyle choices, um, how how did you uh, navigate that?
2: In the very early days, I'd sort of boil eggs and the motel jugs and do stuff like that, and <laughs> buy a loaf of bread and keep it for a day or two. And when we first started touring, we you know we before we did that, we were making Reasonable money just playing at residencies, and we had a residency at the Civic, you know, which is very popular. And we were doing other gigs around town, so actually, you know, we were probably making a couple hundred dollars a week each, which was you know a reasonable wage at the time. But then when we started touring, we went down to a budget of $70 a week, so that was a a bit tighter.
0: Were your hamburgers and hot dogs and
2: all that stuff on the road, Reg, or not? Uh, Yeah, yeah, pretty much. like that and, and you know and, and later on we started going to restaurants when we could afford it and, and found a good restaurant martin was good
0: at, at finding restaurants he had one of those restaurant guys so oh, okay. that, was kind of, that was kind of good fun you know hey rich how did the Mambo thing start how did you do the relationship between you and Mambo, which has become so iconic in this country how did that start well
2: again that was you know that was just, just a sort of a, a graphic job on the side because that You know, this I was doing posters and record co- covers for the Mentals uh, and also a couple of other bands as well. So I was doing graphic jobs on the side. And Dare, I sort of knew sort of Dare for mutual friends. And um, he'd seen a, a single cover I did for the Mentals, which had a, had a couple of chooks running along the side of a car, car, sort of vomiting blood, or, or, um, <laughs> or, or, or I, I think. And anyway, he liked them, and I redid that for a a yardage pattern and that was popular and he just kept asking me to do stuff and, and gradually I you know, started doing quite a bit. I wasn't, you know, there was about probably about a dozen regular contributors in, in terms of the art. From yeah. Monday, so it wasn't just myself. A lot of people think I did the starting dog, but I did the dog
0: with Richard Allen. Oh, okay. Uh, so where does the inspiration come? Where do, you, where do you think of the stuff that finishes up, I mean, uh, <laughs> as part of your art?
2: Um, oh, well, some, some of it. I'd sort of use the um, the surrealist method of, you know, just getting a lot of disparate elements and you know, you get a lot of research, you know, material like books and magazines, you know, maybe magazines about the earth moving.
0: have a very interesting bookcase, or had a very interesting bookcase <laughs> full of all different things. These days, you'd just Google it, wouldn't you, and have a look, and then go back and uh, do it that way.
2: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose you would, but no, you know, I tend to use hard, hard copy things the, at that time. I mean, that now I do Google things if I want to, you know, see it, images of certain things. that you can do that,
0: at, uh, you know, very quickly, which is kind of handy. And you still draw with with uh, with charcoal and pencils. Is that right?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I mean I do, I do I paint as well when I do etchings and yeah. and, and other things. But yeah, no, my main my main the stuff I produce is charcoal drawings coloured in with coloured pencil, too. You know, a very um, sort of
1: basic technical sort of palette I suppose. It's pretty much what a five year old child can do. <laughs> You're very modest about that, but man who's yeah. achieved so much uh, success. You're a busy bloke. <laughs> um do you need a coffee to get you started in the morning?
2: Yeah, no. I have over I have a, a cup of tea and a coffee in the morning. I don't have any
0: more stuff to look like that for the rest of the day. So, um, um, what about a sweet tooth, Rich? Have you got a sweet tooth?
2: Yeah, I like I like chocolate.
1: Reg, if you could have a dinner party and you could invite anybody you liked, dead or alive, who would uh, who'd be on your dream dinner guest list?
2: Oh, let me see. um Flann oh, um, O'Brien, the Irish writer, wrote, wrote a fantastic book called um, The Third Policeman. He wrote a lot of other stuff too, but The Third Policeman is my favourite. Very sort of ridiculous, absurd <laughs> Irish stuff. And then maybe, um, oh, probably, I probably I'd ask Bob Dylan just because he's my favourite. Dylan Thomas, the Welsh poet, oh. Um, and uh, oh, and maybe Robert Crumb, the um, American underground comic huh. writer. All
1: right, that's quite a mix. I mean,
2: I, could, I could say people like Vincent Van Gogh, if they love his pictures, that he'd probably be sort of intense, ranting sort of yeah. guy. <laughs> so I don't know.
1: Yeah, they don't live up to the uh, the image.
2: Maybe not. And, uh, you know, besides like that, you know, they got their own life to They don't want it. They want some dopey fan, you know.
0: <laughs> <annoying> <laughs> you know. Hey, uh, Dog Trumpet, you're about to hit the road uh, in, the, in the next couple of weeks and do, do uh, a tour around the country. Um, obviously, are uh, you and Pete looking forward to that?
2: We are actually, because, I, mean, I mean, obviously, in the last three years, there's been a lot of stuff being cancelled or shut down. So, um, I mean, we've still been, you know, we've done a few, few gigs over the last. Couple of years here and there when it's when everything's been opening up again, and um, so we're looking forward to that. We're going to going to Melbourne and Hobart and Brisbane, um, but not not in one go. You know, we'll come 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 back with them, go
0: back with them, forward for that gig. Now, I saw a story recently where your wife described you as a gloomy catastrophist. Oh. Is that a good description?
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a pretty accurate description. Oh. You know, always, always been pretty pretty much a gloomy, ranting catastrophist, yeah.
0: Whatever floats your boat, I guess, is the,
2: the expression. Yeah, no. well, you know, I'm, I'm on, you know, relatively sceptical about the human race and all its activities and, and achievements and
0: cruelty and violence and horror. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. yeah it's, you're probably spot on with 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 a lot of it. The new album, Shadowlands, it does address some of those things. And you know, there's some some most interesting songs on that one that you've. And one, I, I think the first single, you ran into a little trouble with because of what you called it.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. No, I was, I was sort of thinking it might be a.
0: Reg, uh, thank you so much for spending some time having a chat with us on Food Bites. We've really appreciated it and uh, uh, wish you the best for for 2023. Thank
2: you. Oh, no worries. Thanks very much. Same to you. Have Have a good year. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
0: And Dog hey. Trumpet will be on the road uh, playing uh, some shows, so uh, check out their website. They've got a, a website of their own, and Reg's got a website of his own. And uh, the dates will put up also on our social media platforms. Great
1: too. name for a band, Dog Trumpet.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, they're, they're <laughs> a good band, really good band. Uh, and uh, I must admit, I've, I've always been a massive metal as anything fan. Yeah, I me love too. The
1: one of those bands where I think that every single song they ever put out, there's not one too that I don't many like.
0: Times too. That's many many my favorite. Good song, Nipsey getting better. My favourite's one that um, Reg's brother Pete wrote called Berserk Warriors. Oh, yeah.
1: What about um, If You Leave Me, Can oh, I Come
0: Too? Which has been stolen by a couple of rock stars. Uh, Nick Kershaw stole oh. that line. He actually admitted that. He did. In the interview we did uh, for the Life of Brian podcast, he stole that line uh, to use in one of his songs. Yep. Uh, no, great band members. Great Love band. It.
1: All right, let's get to our food poll. Well, we thought we'd go the summery Caesar salad route to start off the new year. And it's with anchovies, just in case there was any conjecture.
0: Okay. We'll <laughs> get to my, my thoughts on this later. Oh, I can't wait. But well,
1: let's go to the poll. We'll start with Sue, who says, yes, please.
0: Uh, Cherie says, yay, with lots of anchovies. Oh,
1: yeah. Patricia says, yes, yes, and yes again. I love them.
0: Sylvana says, yes, but no anchovies.
1: Terry, Daniel, nah, thanks, and I've never ordered one.
0: Rebecca Ann Kane says, "Look, I love it. One of my biggest challenges was creating a vegan version. Oh,
1: how do you do a vegan anchovy? <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Don't oh, steal don't my ask questions." Me. <laughs> Lena says, "A huge yes." Well, she says a hugs yes, and then she corrects herself and she said, "I did mean huge."
0: Yes, exactly. Fran says, "Yay!"
1: Davin says, "Yes, please throw some grilled chicken in for him as well. Yeah, bulk it out."
0: We bumped into Davin.
1: We did bump into Davin. Oh, I had Met Davin. Nice to meet you. Isn't Davin. he a lovely young man? Uh, uh,
0: absolutely uh, nothing like Devine, as I call him on an earlier podcast. <laughs> uh, Lee says, "Look, I must have led a sheltered life. I don't know, or I didn't know that Caesar salad had anchovies, oh. and I love anchovies, so I'll be giving that a go for sure."
1: Lee, 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 where have you been all your life?
0: Underneath a cabbage leaf <laughs> of some description, I think.
1: Well, not underneath an anchovy. No. Leone says, "Yes, but no anchovies."
0: Julie says absolutely a big yes.
1: Anthony gives us a double thumbs up.
0: Sue says minus the salty eyelashes, oh, yeah. definitely haven't had one in ages though. Ross says that a salty eyelash or a yeah, Caesar salad.
1: <laughs> we all have those when we're down at the beach. Yep. Ros says nay. Uh, Jizzy Bell
0: says welcome back. I've missed you. They're referring obviously oh, to the uh, Friday food. Talking ball. about you, Kevin. Uh, minus the anchovies, it's a yay. And where's Gastro Boy? I'm I think assu- that means you. I'm assuming that's uh, the galloping uh, Gatsometer. Gutsometer. No, it's not Gastro Boy, <laughs> thanks. Spend my entire time, goodness gracious me. Oh, I
1: love it. Um, and Rebecca says to Gizzy Bell, <laughs> yes, me too. I've been missing Gastro Boy. The food poll was the only way that I know it's Friday.
0: <laughs> a bit like that myself, don't worry. <laughs> Marilyn says, look, a great big yay. I love it.
1: Karen Young says yay.
0: Glenn says nah for me, Paddo.
1: Terralgan Tiger, I'll have your anchovies if you don't want them.
0: Uh, Robert Moore, uh, not Robert Moore Lee, mm-hmm. Robert Moore says try blending them uh, blending them in while you're making your dressing. It's all that subtle yes. seasoning that benefits You'd without n- the actual never texture. Know.
1: You'd never know. Dr. Joe Gara, if you don't mind, he says a definite yes. Stephen Cordemain says yes with double anchovies. Of oh. course, <laughs> really. Miss Sandy Crack, well. You point to the real question, to this. It's a... It is... It is... is, (laughs) is
0: (laughs) It's easy for you to say.
1: It is a given that it's a yay to Caesar salad, but on the subject of anchovies, you are totally wrong. In fact, they have no place in the salad at all.
0: Okay. Please explain, Sandy Crack. Uh, Digital Man says, yes, sometimes with chicken or prawns.
1: Can you put prawns in a Caesar salad? Old Croaky says it's a yes for me. Agree with Stephen Quartermain. Double anchovies, which I prefer blended and then stirred through. Okay.
0: And final word uh, on the food poll this time goes to Jane Barnes, who says, yay, please.
1: Yes. Her manners are impeccable.
0: Impeccable, her manners, absolutely. So, <laughs> uh, uh, it's not a Caesar salad if it doesn't have anchovies. No, but you can order a Caesar salad because you like all the other things about it, and say, "Hold the anchovies." There's we'll nothing put them wrong on the with side. that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. I don't. I, the anchovies thing, I actually think that was a really good idea to blend it through when you're doing it, because then you you just wouldn't know.
1: No, see, I don't. I think it's all about the texture.
0: Okay. Right. yeah well, then I will not be having a Caesar salad at any stage.
1: Kevin, I have hid anchovies in a million things that you have no idea that you've eaten.
0: This is the Food Bites equivalent <laughs> of me storming off. The only problem is... No, no, you I, don't storm, you flounce. I'm going to flounce off. The only problem is I operate the buttons here, <laughs> which, which means I can't because I, I, can't, I can't have any dramatic effect where I flounce off and then I have to come back and push the button uh, and stop it and start it again. Uh, you what?
1: Yeah, they dissolve when deal. you kind of pan fry them. Could
0: be a deal breaker.
1: Mm, I don't uh, think so. No, I don't
0: think so either. I, and I'm sure I have in a million other things I've eaten, but it, it, when I see them, as I do, mm. did on the photo of uh, the Caesar salad on our on our social mm-hmm. media platforms, I just go little hairy things at the top. Well, I've on. got
1: to say the bigger and the hairier the better for me.
0: Enough about me. Can we talk <laughs> about the anchovies? <laughs> Anyone who sees me, <laughs> you for a shave. Anyone who see me late will know that I'm I'm late for the uh. Santa. Uh, the Santa uh, mm. auditions are finished, so I uh, need to shave this off. Uh, so uh, they not all honesty, very close, but the Yays won. Yeah, the Yays actually got it. Thanks for your feedback. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all your comments on uh, on our social media platforms. Every Friday, the food poll goes up, and we love your thoughts uh, yeah. about what. To, uh, what, Yeah, what do you think about uh, the particular subject? Yes,
1: you can find us on Facebook and Instagram.
0: There you go. Episode one of the podcast series for 2023 is done and dusted. Our thanks to Ridge Mombasa. Check out Dog Trumpet if you can and make sure you uh, have a listen to their stuff on, online as well. Uh, to you, Sarah Patterson, <laughs> I'm going to check my food more carefully in future.
1: <laughs> it's been my pleasure. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.